Week 13 in the books. Week 14 on the horizon. We got one more week to lock in those playoff spots, those playoff rosters. If you're up at the top, we're going to bolster those rosters. Play a little defense against our competitors on the waiver wires. If you're at the bottom looking to win and get in, we're going to help you do that. And if you're in the middle, just trying to maintain that seed, let's make sure we get it right here on the week 14 waiver wire ad show of the Rasball Fantasy Football Show. Welcome back to the program, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Once again, I'm your host, Sky Guasco. You can find me on Twitter at Sky Guasco, S-K-Y-G-U-A-S-C-O. Off the uh, long-term bye week, my man Matt Styles back in the place here. Of course, he's been rocking the Sundays, but we've had a couple uh, couple Tuesday games off lately here. So uh, Matt happened to be doing a, a duo episode with you once again, diving back into your article here in week 14. Before we get into that, one highlight put you on the spot from last week. Maybe it's an injury that led to waivers. Maybe it's a big play. Maybe it's your Packers showing up. Hey, later's, late's better than never. You know what I mean? So they, they got it done. What was one thing that stood out to you over the weekend? Well, to me, right? Hashtag not, never fields. Right? We, we took <laughs> that it worked out, huh? We that went never out. fields, and then Bobby texted us and said, uh, look at that, you know, 60 plus yard touchdown run. But what did Fields do after that? Nothing. He just, he just didn't have, I, I think he's going to be fine going forward, but I can promise you this, that, that I will overdraft Jalen Hurts or Kyler Murray or somebody else that runs before never hurts or uh, never, excuse me, never Fields. And, and really to both your credit and kind of maybe a wash is Bob was mentioning the Packers can be run on. And they had been. And sure enough, you get that 60-yard scamper. And in fantasy football, that's such a cheat code with quarterbacks, right? That was a massive play. But you're right. Throughout the rest of the game, it wasn't much. Darnell Mooney's out now. Running backs can't quite get it. The offensive line just looks bad. Cole Komet's not in there. So it has been rough. But Bob got his big play, but he didn't really blow up per se. So we'll call it a 50-50 wash. I like that. Uh, For me, man, it's got to be the quarterback swaps. We're going to get through it here in a second. But, of yep. course, Jimmy G goes down for my Niners. We're going to talk about Brock Purdy. Lamar Jackson goes down. We'll talk about Tyler Huntley. Matt Stafford is just now done for the season, most likely. It's not official, but no reason to bring him back. Baker Mayfield gets signed up from the Rams earlier, so now he is potentially back on the Raider. Deshaun Watson, albeit a poor effort for the first time in two games, he was back on the field playing as well. A lot of moving parts at the quarterback position and of course we're going to get into all of that and more on week 14's version of the waiver wire ads of course before we get any further i want to make sure everybody is following us on everything rasball of course on twitter you can find us at, at rasball r-a-double-z-b-a-l-l and of course subscribe to the rasball fantasy football channel right here on youtube and download the podcast for those of you on the go you can of course leave a rate and review we much appreciate that five star ratings will be read right here on the air so please make sure to give us an honest review there and leave any comments below of maybe a trade that went down throughout your season that helped you get into the playoffs maybe i know matt has a trade that he kind of regrets from earlier in the season but that's fantasy football maybe something that didn't go well for you maybe it's a waiver guy that you picked up early in the season christian watson right that has all of a sudden just exploded on your roster to help you move the way make sure you blow up our comments there and of course find us every single sunday morning for the rest of the fantasy season on the Sunday live show, two hours before kickoff, last week was quite a hoot. You can uh, rerun the tape if you want to do that. I'll save uh, I'll save the comments for later. But last week, 
let's just say we were on fire, Bob, uh, Bob, Derek, um, Matt, and I. So come and join us every single Sunday to get your waiver wire ads completed, uh, any last-minute trades, and, of course, those start-sit questions. Okay, Matt, per usual, now I've been doing this from, uh, on my own for the last couple of weeks, but since you're back, of course, I'm going to turn the table to you here, and you're going to run down your article per usual. Where can everybody find this article? I'm sure they've already read it, but by chance, they're getting off work, haven't had a chance to go see it. Where can they find your content? Yep, right now for probably the next couple of days, it'll be right on the front page of uh, rasball.com. A uh, big old picture of Mike White, uh, spoiler alert. Uh, he's he's the guy that I'm recommending at this point. And uh, I think that we'll get into it in a minute, but uh, he was the he was my waiver ad of the week last week. And his QBR was, was pretty trash. Uh, however, I mean, there's, there's some things to know about Mike White moving forward and I think you can do much worse than adding him uh, moving up into this this uh, week 14. Again, right, we, you mentioned it. We've got some people fighting for a playoff bid, some people that are just trying to strengthen their roster for their uh, – because they've got a buy coming up, and, and there's others that are just kind of lurking around in the weeds trying to, uh, like you said, play defense against the other teams. And, and I will tell you, you know, and I don't know if any of our opponents are on – Listening in, of course, they are right. They want to leg up. But Derek and I have got a pretty savvy move that we're making in one of the home leagues. So uh, that position is not covered in my waiver article. So um, I don't necessarily need to talk about it, right? That's the law of Rasball. Bobby said, if it's not in your article, I don't have to talk about it. So <laughs> mum is the word that we're picking up the Tennessee Titans defense for a future week. Yeah, you you may or may not be. Right. I mean, it's Correct. the it's it's the old disclaimer. It's the yes. fine print on the bottom of the baseball card. I would not may argue or, with you if you uh, put in that waiver claim. This week. Yeah, you may or may not be picking up four defenses and a couple extra kickers. Uh, I I totally I totally know the move, man. Hey, it's that time of year, right? Tis the yep. season. You got to do what you got to do. Play a little defense. Play extra offense. Look, you got to get in the tournament. Once you're in the tournament, you're in it to win it. Let's make it happen. All right. So you had mentioned again for the second straight week. Surprisingly. Mike White. And now, look, I mean, to your credit, a great call last week comes up and booms again. We'll get him back in there. It makes sense. Garrett Wilson, arguably the rookie of the year right now. I mean, Chris Olave is making a, a stance, a number of other guys, too, on defense as well. There's been a lot of great rookie performances, but Garrett Wilson's been phenomenal. He came out today and basically was like, yo, that's my dog. Like, that's the guy I want to ride with. Yep. That's not good vouch for Zach Wilson. Not good. Honestly, it's not good for the Jets either. Because to hear your star, you know, franchise wide receiver coming out and giving the fourth string quarterback the reps, that's not what you're looking for, right? So Mike White is the guy there. He's playing pretty well. Who are some other quarterbacks maybe if Mike White is taken in those leagues? Although he's only 18% rostered still. So in single quarterback leagues, he shouldn't be a problem to get. Superflex, right. probably not an option. Now, again, we had a lot of injuries. We had some positional swaps, guys kind of re, uh, resurrecting, if you will, off the waiver. Who are a couple other names at quarterback position? So the easy one for me, you mentioned Lamar going down, right? That That's at least a one-week injury, possibly longer. Uh, you know, Lamar's in great shape. It, he takes care of his body. So he may be back sooner than than what we would originally think. But if you remember back uh, the last time Lamar had a significant injury and Tyler Huntley came in, he was, he was a must-start fantasy quarterback. And he was free, right? The week you went to pick him up, he was out there for virtually nothing, a couple of bucks in fab. Uh, and I, I even wrote, right, and it, it, it sounds crazy to say it, but the offense is built around trying to run the game or uh, run the football, and it's really with Lamar being the, the RB1, right? Dobbins is okay when he's healthy, and Gus was 
okay when he was healthy. But really, it's about that quarterback position. And I didn't know who Tyler Huntley was a couple of seasons ago. He comes out of nowhere, backs up Lamar. But guess what he looks like? He looks like Lamar, right? So he's, he he's either Lamar Light or Lamar 2.0 or whatever it may be. But the offense is, is built and the coaching staff is built with players around to replace Lamar with the same type of dude so the offense can keep moving in the right direction. Now, the caveat to that is <laughs> their offense is not moving in a very positive direction right now, but they still have Gus. They still have uh, Mark Andrews. So they, they've got a couple of pieces that are solid. It's just a matter of can Huntley take a deep breath and, and get the job done. And Again, we talked about how bad Denver is right now, and they mm-hmm. they found a way to beat Denver 10 to 9. I mean, just what a disgusting football game. I'm glad it was not broadcast here. Uh, I thought actually the feed was frozen because the score didn't change for about six and a half hours. But um, <laughs> I like Tyler Huntley, right? Especially if Superflex, what a what a golden egg he would be right now. But yeah, uh, one quarterback leave. If you have Lamar and you don't have a the option to drop somebody else, I would say uh, that that Huntley's the guy that you want to replace him because then you're you're covered. You have your insurance policy, and yeah. then from there, you know you you've got the hat on every week. Brock Purdy. Um, I I basically write that buyer beware, right? He looked good. Miami did not look good uh, this past weekend, but part of that is because San Francisco is a really good football team. Um, their rinse and repeat running backs work. Uh, McCaffrey was really, really good, but he's not good if Purdy doesn't get him the football. And the, the, the only disappointment to me, right, and, and normally with a backup quarterback, they lean on running backs and they lean on tight ends. And right now I cannot – figure out for the life of me. We won't get into it. I just mention it. I cannot figure out why George Kittle is not going to the Pro Bowl this year. They just won't use him. That guy is a stud tight end in a league that needs stud tight ends because they're difference makers. I, I don't from a guy that owns him in Ras Bowl and wrote about him and, and lauded him. I mean he's had one game this season that's worth half a shit. It doesn't I just don't understand it. Other than Shanahan hates fantasy football. That's the only right. thing we can can come up with. Yeah, I like Purdy. Um, One quarterback league, I probably don't like him as much uh, because I think there's better options. And right now, if Purdy's available, which he probably is because he's 1% owned, I guarantee, or I I can't do that, but I would guarantee that your options are probably a little bit wider than Purdy with both Huntley and and White, who I value higher. Yep, it's single quarterback. Huntley can roll for 100 yards on the ground. Huntley can run for that easy. Yeah, what's interesting about Huntley and Brock Purdy, honestly, in their respective positions, roles, teammates, situations, Huntley is basically a quote-unquote poor man's Lamar Jackson. Like, literally, he looks like the same – it's an, like body type, the way he drops back, the way he, like, runs the ball, the way he – the same, like, body mechanics and everything. It's pretty amazing. Um, then you have Brock Purdy, who basically is a poor man's Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Kind of yeah. same thing. He's going to sit in there. He's kind of mobile more mobile than Jimmy, but he's not a runner per se, but he's going to sit back there, drop back and pass. Now I'd wrote, I'd written about this earlier and I know you gave me a shout out in the article. I I appreciate it. And you had mentioned basically that I'm also not the biggest fan of Brock Purdy for fantasy. That's true. Less about the kid. I mean, Mr. Irrelevant and it's, it's shocking. He's even getting an opportunity, which is good for him. Um, It's less about him and the talent. It's just that Shanahan doesn't need the quarterbacks to win games. And to your point on Josh, uh, George Kittle, He's also the best blocker in the NFL at the tight end position. That is more valuable to Kyle Shanahan if he's got CMC, 
right? Whoever other running backs available, Brandon Ayuk, Andy Bo Samuel healthy at the same time. He doesn't need George Kittle as yep. a pass catcher. He needs him as a blocker because that's the offense. And he's so good at blocking. I'll tell you what, Matt, he's a, he's a first ballot hall of famer in blocking. If, hey, if what did you say? For, we need to establish a league. We have to have a league where you get uh, tight ends, get points yeah. for pancake blocks. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, George, George Kittle's a top three pick. No problem. Right. So that is frustrating, but that's what the offense is. That's why we, on this program, we always tell you to take the hat off and kind of look bigger picture sometimes, get an idea of the big picture, and then zoom in from there. And for me and the 49ers, of course, I watch the Niners closer than anybody else. You're a Packers fan, same thing. Bob's with the Giants, yada, yada. But with the Niners, they just don't need George Kittle, right? Now, Brock Purdy, again, should not be your starting quarterback as a single quarterback league, but kind of like Huntley, if you get a sing, it's hard to find any quarterback worth the salt in a super flex league. And there's six quarterbacks on by, and Lamar Jackson's not playing. Matt Stafford's no longer playing, right? Like you can't trust Russell Wilson, maybe. So, like, there are play places in super flex leagues where you're actually able to find a random guy that nobody has Brock Purdy on their bench as of last week. He's going to be popular in waivers. But if you got Fab or you got that top waiver claim and you need him, go get him. Because if you don't win and get in, you're done anyway. So you might as well fire your bullets if you need to. And if you don't need to, you're in a better position most likely anyway. So I wouldn't waste the fab on it at that point. But Huntley and Brock Purdy, I think, are both great options if you can't get Mike White. As I mentioned, I'm going to throw out a couple of names here at each position just to throw them out. Some of these guys are maybe impossible to find on waivers, but they're a little bit available. So I at least want to throw their names out there. Jared Goff, 40% rostered. Right. So very unlikely again that he's rostered in super flex, but single quarterback leagues, he might be. The Lions put up points. They give up a lot of points, but they put up points. I like Jared Goff if he's available. Ryan Tannehill, Mac Jones, Kenny Pickett are other options as well. And I hate to say it, not a big fan. I was thrilled that the Rams somehow picked up Baker Mayfield before the Niners thought about it. But Baker Mayfield <laughs> probably was dropped in most single quarterback leagues because you couldn't use him. No reason to put him on your bench when he got benched in Carolina. Now he also is a starting quarterback, which should be a decent offense in um, Los Angeles for the Rams. So that's another name you could potentially pick up there. So those are our quarterbacks there. We've pretty much listed all of them. And uh, of course, for anybody else in the uh, chat section, uh, we are getting to as many of those questions as possible. If you have any additionally, then you can go ahead and Mention them and we will get to you. All right, Matt, let's go into the, we had the Jared Goff, Jared Goff or Deshaun Watson question. I answered for sure. For me, it's Goff, and I, I don't even think it's close. After watching Watson, it was awful. He, he looked terrible. And and my uh, guy I work with, actually my boss, the good boss, I have a good boss and a bad boss. The good boss went to the game, and he's a Browns fan. He came back and he said it, it was it was worse in person oh. than you can imagine. Well, especially with the hype, yeah. right? I mean, you wait thirteen. I mean, you get the guy, right? All this shit goes down. Obviously, look, we're not going to go into the off-season shit. No, it doesn't matter. Deshaun Watson is a football player, somebody you want on your team, assuming yep. the guy's not a monster. And you get him on the team, and all this hype builds up over 13 games. You're kind of struggling. A lot of hype with the Browns. He finally comes in. And you're right, man. I watched a lot of those passes, too, and they weren't just incompletions. They were like balls in the dirt for you know, four yards before a uh, wide receiver. So that was real tough, but I totally agree. There was another one in here too, as well. I want to get to Lindorfins always big on our support here. Mike White, Huntley and Tannehill over Watson. I looked at the schedules or I looked at their opponents. I don't love Mike White. If you don't have to play him against Buffalo in Buffalo, I know their secondary is not amazing, but this could be a ground and pound game. 
This could be a snow game. You don't know what's going to happen to Buffalo this time of year. I don't love that matchup, but kind of apples to apples right now. Sure. I'd play all three of these guys over Watson this week. All right. Let's go into the running back position. Yeah, I like uh, the two guys I like are James Cook and Zonovan Knight. Uh, Cook, people knew coming into the season, right? Deeper rosters, Rasbol type rosters. Uh, James Cook was probably owned at the draft really late. Uh, Zonovan Knight, nobody in anybody that tells you they knew who Zonovan Knight is is either related to him or <laughs> went to went to college with him, right? Uh, you know, or is employed by the Jets. Other than that, uh, I, I had I'd be honest, right? We all admitted it. We had no idea who this guy was. Now. I'm a big fan of volume, right? We talk about volume and opportunity, those kind of coincide. And then I'm a, I'm really a proponent of the eye test. If you have uh, the, the ability to watch multiple games, especially if you can slow them down and pay attention to specific players, whether it be the offensive line or, or receiver routes or, or tight end blocking versus routes, that, that type of thing. I watched Zonovan Knight. That kid can run the football. There, and, and he runs inside, he runs outside. The outside runs were absolutely fantastic. He's got a little bit of a burst, and he's not afraid of contact, but he's not taking unnecessary contact, right? He pulled some Barry Sanders, and, and you know, when sweetness for, for the Bears, he used to sometimes just run out of bounds and save that for another play. But, I mean, this, this kid had 90 yards on the ground and six catches. That's crazy. And with that, anybody that watches Buffalo, especially over the last, what do we say, two and a half seasons, knows that Devin Singletary is not the answer, right? He's put up way better numbers this year than we any of us thought. He's better this year than he has been in the past. But when I watch Cook play, I want Cook over Singletary, for sure. He runs harder. He runs faster. I think he's got slightly better hands. And as the season progresses, I think that he's going to work his way into being the guy that even if it's a 50-50 split, I want Cook over Singletary. Singletary got the touchdown, so be it. You can't predict that. I even wrote that. But for me, the eye test says it's Cook over Singletary. I like it. And and again, to, to just to pile on to Zonovan White a little bit here, he did look good. Also, s- schedule for the rest of the season, it sure. is very rare you're able to find a running back at all that's going to give you significant touches. Yep. And I'm not talking like, six or eight in and out like this kid could get 15 18 20 per week right looking good for the jets team that's moving the ball like mike white whatever we're repping all of them looking fine buffalo not great against the run but could be just a kind of a tough game this week however in the playoffs lions jacksonville at seattle and you shouldn't be but if you're playing in the 18th week he plays Miami as well. All four of those defenses are very susceptible to the run, and even Buffalo is as well. And, Matt, you mentioned even if they shut down the run a little bit, he can catch it out of the backfield. So I like Zonovan White a lot. That's a great pickup there. And then, again, I mean, James Cook's awesome. It's, we like this offense. I think all of us have been waiting for a Bills running back to just be the guy. Anybody that's the guy for the Bills I think would crush. The problem is doesn't really matter who it is. They're, they're kind of a, a committee-based system. But – you're right, over the last couple of weeks, it has certainly turned into more of a James Cook role. A couple of names here. The ghost of Cam Akers reemerges, right? Two touchdowns this week. Love that. Jarek McKinnon, right? Arguably the number. I know we all like Isaiah Pacheco. I do too. But Jarek McKinnon looks really good right now. And when he's healthy, minimal times over his long career back with the Vikings, my Niners, and now the Chiefs. When he's healthy, he's pretty productive, and they like him a lot. So you can take a look at him. Jordan Mason is just 
a stash, but behind CMC and for the 49ers, I wouldn't mind that. And then again, these deeper names we always talk about, but if you need a spot, Tyler Algier, uh, DJ Dallas filling in potentially, right? Tony Jones Jr. Also getting some rep for the Seahawks as well. Alexander Madison obviously should already be rostered. Kenyon Drake, Chuba Hubbard, Kenneth Gainwell, Mike Boone. These kind of guys are just way deep uh, on the roster. But a lot of these names you can find on the waivers, pick up. But the top three, there's Onaman White, James Cook, and uh, Cam Akers as well. Jarek McKinnon, PPR leagues also. Okay, let's look at the wide receiver position. Your, your guy, Derek, threw you a question. Oh, I didn't see that down at the bottom. I apologize. He's One got the, he's got dad duty tonight, so he is. But he's obviously sneaking some uh, some showtime with us. You got to love it. Derek Favre, love that. All right, here we go. Um, Mike Boone, DJ Dallas, Hubbard, or Edwards. Okay, so uh, half, full, PPR? Uh, it's his home league. I think it's Yahoo. I'm thinking it's full PPR. Full PPR, okay. Um. Boy, Gus really let us down, didn't he? So what does that mean, though? What what, with Baltimore, right? If if a running back in Baltimore shits the bed, that means they go nuts the next week. I agree. I also don't think that they're just going to like full PPR. Thank you, Derek. I don't think that they're going to fully invest in Tyler Huntley. Although he could be fine, but you're right. I think it's going to be a lot of like running the ball with him, a lot of RPOs, couple of passes to Mark Andrews, right? So like, I kind of like. Edwards, um, I would like DJ Dallas if he's fully healthy and he's the starter. I don't think he's fully healthy, and I don't know that he's going to be the starter. I don't trust Pete Carroll. I live up here in Seahawk country. Fun fact, my dad actually went to high school with Pete Carroll, good Little League buddies and stuff. I don't trust Pete Carroll at all when he talks to the media. I think DJ Dallas is injured, and I don't think he'd be the starter. That makes me nervous. Mike Boone and Hubbard I would pass off of uh, personally. I would go DJ if he's fully healthy. Otherwise, I feel better about Edwards heading into this week. Yep, exactly. That's the that's the way I would rank him too. Gus first, a DJ if healthy, and if Kenneth Walker is out, uh, and the other two yeah. I'm not interested in. Yeah, now, now I do know for Derek, Kenneth Walker, Derek's, unfortunately. Yeah, Derek's taken an absolute beating with injuries in that league. So when when he lists those guys, it's not for fun. It's it's out of necessity. I I do. It, you, it's a mash unit. It would be a compliment for his uh, for his squad. Yeah. Well, Derek, please show please show up on Sunday so you can keep a little order in the court. We'd uh, much appreciate it. Uh, Have we decided who has to drink Saturday so that they show up uh, Sunday hungover? Because Bob some, checks that block Sunday. Somebody's got to compete. I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to talk behind the scenes and figure <laughs> out who's uh, who's throwing the shoe this year this week. But we'll see what happens. All right, let's get into the wide receivers. Um. Uh, you know, I, I touted Jamison Williams as a stash a couple weeks ago. I still want Jamison Williams on my roster. Even if he does nothing, right, I'm going to keep somebody else from having the guy that blows up when they have a wide receiver that pulls a hammy. So he's going to stay on my roster. But, man, did you – Did it was you, I think, that hit the DJ Chark uh, symbol on Sunday that said that's the guy you wanted to play. And that wasn't even a shootout. Right? They, the Lions scored. Are you sitting down? On their first eight drives, they scored. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I'm not saying. NFL football. That's that's Boise State from ten years ago, right? Nice. That's Good. crazy. That's, a, that's just an insane number. I I have my a hard time wrapping my head around it. Um, I mean, eight straight drives and golf. I mean, they were having a blast. They had so much fun. And and there's another receiver in Detroit that pretty much put his name on the map. Yes, uh, on Sunday, mm-hmm. right? Amon Ross St. Brown is a superstar in the yeah. uh, and he was just sick. And uh, Chark, even though he didn't find the end zone, right? He Another another ninety yards chalked up, a whole bunch of catches. Uh, I think 
that if Jameson is healthy and he and he understands the playbook and he can get in there, that 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 receiving core is going to be absolutely ridiculous. Uh, and and they've got a sneaky rookie tight end named James Mitchell that I think is going to be good over the years. I, this year, uh, you know, take it or leave it. But they've also got two running backs that can catch the football, which goes back to my golf over Watson. Not even close right now. And a pretty decent schedule down the stretch, right? They get Carolina in one of the playoff games, and then the other games they have are a little bit tougher. But, you know, I would play anybody against Carolina at this point. So I like Chark. Um, and then my other one is a 0% rostered guy. Purely comes down to Jalen Waddle. If he stays off the injury list, right, he went out of the game, came back. A big props to, to Waddle for doing that. Just uh, one catch. Five targets, one catch, nine yards. But it showed that he was healthy enough to play. Uh, but if he doesn't, for whatever reason, or a dinged-up Tyree Kill, and he always seems to be kind of lingering around the outside of uh, the injury report, for me, it's it's Sherfield, right? They're going to throw the football, there's no doubt. I know you don't want to talk about Jeff Wilson Jr. and Raheem Mostert that have basically disappeared. I, yeah, I don't, Niners I, got the dub. We're fine. Yeah, <laughs> I don't get I don't know. I, again, I don't, I don't get it. But Sherfield, I think, is a must-play if either one of those wide receivers in Miami is out. And he showed that he's a wide receiver three that can that can bring stats. And right, he started, what, about 12 seconds into the game with a 75-yard touchdown. So I, I like him as a, as a safety net. I wouldn't add him in fab. I'd just keep, us, keep an eye on Waddle uh, and then always peek back at Tyree Kill to see um, if he's got any type of lingering issues. Yep. I mean, this Lions offense, we just mentioned it with Goff. You know, they're, they're scoring a lot of points. They're doing really well. Um, that Miami team too. And you're right. I mean, the 49ers play great defense, but when you have Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle, you're going to put all your eggs in the basket and Trent for Sherfield happen to get loose and blown coverage. You know, it happens, whatever. But yeah, Jeff Wilson and Mostert were rough. We actually talked on Sunday. I had a personal question on my roster and it was Alvin Kamara or Jeff Wilson had to sit one of them. And I ended up sitting Jeff Wilson for Alvin Kamara, which sounds like, yeah, duh. But Kamara's been struggling against the Bucs. I knew Kamara was going to be bad. I knew he was going to be bad. It was just a matter of if Wilson versus the Niners could be worse. And you guys convinced me to sit Wilson. I did. Wilson had like half a point. Kamara had like 3.4 or something like that. So technically I made the right decision. But either way, uh, it was not looking good there for those two players. But nonetheless, good calls here. And Trent Sherfield, again, if Waddle's healthy, you're not rostering him, but great. The rare uh, handcuff at the wide receiver position. I can't believe you didn't mention the best, the best wide receiver for the Colts. Obviously that's Alec Pierce. We all know that only 14% rostered. He's got to be under teams at this point. Jahan Dodson reemerging. Love that came out of the gates blazing this season, got injured for a while. He had the whole, you know, Carson Wentz, Heineke situation, running backs. Brian Robinson finally came in. And he kind of disappeared for a couple of weeks, but he came back on the scene last week. And then Equinemius St. Brown for your Bears, uh, or for uh, the what is it, the hashtag, um, hashtag yep. never fields crowd. Never fields. Uh, yeah. So obviously, you don't have, you know, many other weapons there. So keep an eye um, on Equinemius St. Brown. Again, really deep names. A couple other guys just to, you know, poke around on your waiver there. Corey Davis for the Jets. We love Mike White. Obviously, Garrett Wilson, but they're throwing a lot. And against the Bills, you're going to have to throw quite a bit. Talked about Jamison Williams, Kadarius Tony. If healthy, Juju does not look right. I don't know if it's the concussion thing. If he's further hurt, he lost a connection. Whatever. He's he was on fire. He isn't anymore. Kadarius getting healthy will definitely help. My man Isaiah McKenzie, love this kid. I it, it's frustrating because 
I'm a Gabe Davis guy, and I've got Gabe Davis in all my leagues, and Isaiah McKenzie's killing me. But he is coming on the scene big time lately. Keep an eye on him. Mac Hollins for the Raiders. And, of course, if you're way deeper, we can try Paris Campbell again. MBS is that number one for Patrick Mahomes right now, at least. Robert Woods, Julio Jones had a couple uh, throwback catches. And, again, if you want to stash Odell Beckham Jr., you can continue to do that. Do we have a couple of tight ends before we get out of here? Yeah, and I will I will say uh, for those that, that, that don't always scour down their waiver wire, there are some leagues that have Elijah Moore sitting down there, mm. and he needs to be owned as well. So he's a little bit higher percent owned, but that's a guy that could absolutely come on in the playoffs uh, for your team. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you that the Broncos' offense is one of the worst I've seen in in many years. It's really bad. Greg Dolchich yeah. appears to be their only offense, and of course, the week that Derek and I dropped him because he hadn't done anything, he put up his best fantasy game of the year. Now, temper your excitement. That was 14 PPR points, uh, so wasn't great. But tight end's been a wasteland. So if you've got somebody catching passes and you need them, what do we say? There's like 37 teams on by this week. Which is so it's so odd at the at the end, right? Uh, obviously, Roger Goodell does not care about fantasy uh, playoff berths or anything like that. So uh, it's just a lot of teams on by, and so Dolchich is a, is a good add. Uh, Evan Ingram came back from the dead and had a had a good weekend. Uh, a lot of people number one him. tight end. <laughs> yeah, they, they, yeah, they kept him right. He's only he's forty four percent owned, which seems low to me for a guy that uh, if you had an injury, you added him, and then you've been just been playing him, hoping. Um, and then uh, Brevin Jordan showed a little bit of life, and Daniel Bellinger is he just kind of does stuff from now, you know, from time to time. So I think he's he's not a bad uh, choice. So, yeah, I'm also, around, I got dogs rooting around my feet because the wife is out and about. So. I got you. No worries. I'm, we are uh, we're very pro pro dog show. We're, yes. we're uh, very pro dog show. Not a problem at all. Um, I would also throw a bone for Jordan Akins. Um, very deep name, Houston Texans as well. I love Brevin Jordan talent wise, but Jordan Akins was getting hyper targeted as well. So we'll see what happens with Kyle Allen there in Houston. Obviously, we don't love the Texans options, but again, if you're scrumming, you're scrumming. A couple of the names here again, Evan Ingram on the week, right? 33 yards and a touchdown, number one tight end. Travis Kelsey took a week off for everyone else. It's very nice of him to do that, but all it takes is four for 33 and a touchdown to be the top tight end. It's absolutely disgusting. Uh, a couple of the names here, Hunter Henry, Taysom Hill, caught a touchdown, caught two touchdowns, and then he got blasted. So assuming he's healthy, we'll see what happens with the Saints, but they're actually using him as a wide receiver, or not wide receiver, but kind of tight end receiving uh, possibility there. Tyler Conklin has been in your you know pickup of the week like four times this year. He's still wildly available, right? It's a tight end. We can't guarantee anything, but he looks pretty good as well. Your boy Robert Tunyon could blow up any given week. And then Jelani Woods, he smashed for nine catches a couple weeks ago for the Colts. And they talk about a ooh, ooh, talk about a bad offense. Yikes. They're they're not looking good at all. Um, that's really, really a problem because there's a lot of high profile names on that roster. Michael Pittman, Jonathan Taylor, even Matt Ryan in super flex leagues, and they're not looking good either. So there are the tight end streamers as well well now i know we don't talk about dsts and kickers matt per usual however i'll put you on the spot we did not study this if you're saying hey sky i have no idea what the hell you're talking about we'll move on no problem but because you brought up a little bit earlier and i'm totally that guy that starts piling up one or two dsts an extra kicker if i need them for streaming like if i have like tyler bass this week and he's in buffalo 
Love Buffalo, love Bass. Don't love him out outside in that weather. So I might go with somebody else, right? Like Graham Gano inside or Young Way Koo or something like that. Start piling those guys up so that I can do the swaps. I do that. I do it with DST and Kicker as well. Do you have a strategy at all with looking further down the line now that we're in the playoffs for DSTs and kickers specifically? Because I know that they're kind of the stepchild of fantasy football, but the reality is if you play in those leagues, they're very important and they can be deal breakers for you. Do you have a strategy in general for DSTs and kickers moving forward throughout the playoffs? Yeah, if I, if I know I'm not going to start a guy, like right now I don't want to drop Drake London, even though he's on his bye and if we have a, an injury at right receiver, but he's not going to sniff our starting lineup. So we're looking at adding uh, Titans defense. Uh, right now they are on our wire uh, because they've been right lukewarm here and there, but they've got a they've got a nice tasty matchup coming with Houston right in the, in the middle of the playoffs. And what, what team doesn't want uh, anti-Houston in their uh, in their fantasy lineup. And then for me, I'm looking at Vegas lines for over under uh, and what teams are uh, exceeding the spread. Greg Joseph, he hit his first 50 yarder of the year. I think he was 0 for 5 leading up, but Minnesota's going to score points. Dallas is going to score points. Buffalo's going to score points. So you want guys that you can double dip. If they're indoor kickers and they're going to score points, add them. Throw them Lions. at the end of the bench. Michael yeah, Badgley. Right? And name, by the way, name that guy. What is it? Michael Wright, maybe? Mike, Michael, yeah. Mike, Michael uh, Michael Badgley. Badgley. The yeah, there is a Michael Wright somewhere else kicking. Um, yeah. And shout out to Derek for picking up Dicker for us. He didn't do anything. Dicker um, the kicker, baby. He find, by the way, we jinxed him, right? The uh, the Rasball expert jinx is in full effect. I, yeah. I mentioned he had not missed a kick all year. Man, uh, nothing like Jim Nance, though. I mean, no. that's... I love my boy Jim Nance, but man, that, <laughs> that was that was pretty rough. I mean, when you when you uh, when you nix like the best kicker of all time, there's you know yeah. there's something on it. So, but I'm with I you. Appreciate right? you have, if you have guys you're not going to play, and you can look a week or two out, especially if you have a buy, right? This, here's the example. I did, this didn't even uh, come to me. It came to, to to Derek. He sent me a text this morning. He said we in one of our home leagues we have a buy. We already know that we have a buy whether we win this week or lose this week. So we don't care. We've got tons of guys on buys. We're not making any waiver acquisitions except Mike White for Jimmy G because he's not going to play the rest of the year. We like White down the playoffs. But he said, why would we drop Washington's D? Because we can lose this week and not it won't change where we finish. And by the way, they get the Giants. They're the best rated defense on the wire if we were to drop them for next week. So we're just going to take the whatever we get this week, right? If we win, we win. If we lose, we lose. We're still the number three seed, so it's not going to matter. So we're not going to drop Washington's D in order to add, you know, possibly seven points for the week. Yeah. We'll keep the commanders, and 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 if there's another player that we can reach out and grab for a defensive team that's a that's an option, we will do that. But right now what I've noticed on the, on the wire is people panic every single week, mm-hmm. and they will drop a good player that's on a bye to pick up Jordan Akins or Jelani Woods or, you know, Jawan Johnson, bless his heart, Bob. Uh, but it just, it's crazy how many mistakes are made. And people panic, right? Oh my God, I'm 500 or I'm a game below. Five. I've got to win this week. No, you don't. You just, you need to stay the course. And I've written about that for weeks upon weeks. Stay the course. Things are going to work out. And uh, you just, you have to make the smart move. And sometimes the best move is no move at all. I agree. And also all it's, you know, you kind of just said this in a roundabout way, but more straightforward. Take a look also on your waivers. 
for what teams were on by last week. Because you're right, like a Drake London you brought up this week, Young Way Koo, somebody like that. Like they might get dropped because you just need a filler for this week. So we we drop them. The Colts are on by, right? Like Alec Pierce is going to be done. Matt Ryan might get dropped, like whatever. And they're they're people to play if you need them, right? Yeah. Like Mike Michael Pittman's been struggling. Like if people yeah. are in short leagues, I mean, like he might get dumped. And it's just their options to look at for uh future when you have um, those teams potentially coming off of the buy there. So always be careful of who your league actually drops when waivers clear as much as you're looking at the actual waivers themselves. So go back in there a day later and clean up a little bit of that, you know, recycling, if you will, and uh, make sure that you're doing your due diligence because you might find a, a gold nugget or two in there sometimes. You know, I remember a year or two ago, Chris Godwin got dropped in like week 14 or something like that. I was like, I had to keep looking at it. Like, is this, for real? Is he hurt? Like, what's going on? Nope. He just shallow league. Didn't need him for that week. He had a bye. Boom. Let him go. Picked up Chris Godwin for the rest of the way. So keep an eye there. Matt, busy episode. Anything else to add before we get out of here? No. Uh, stay the course, right? Be smart. Watch the waiver wire. And if you don't need to make a move, don't make a move. Don't panic. Uh, if you're in a must win and guys that you love that are on your bench, but they're not going to start this week, you got to cut them to, to start somebody else. Do that. You have If you have to win, nobody's safe on your roster. So uh, I would, I would always go for the home run swing if you have to win this week. So put it all on the, on the line and maybe you win a couple bucks by making the playoffs. And you never know in the playoffs, you just never know. Um, I, I had Clinton Cordes in the playoffs when he scored five touchdowns, nothing indicated that he was going to do that at any point in that season, but it is what it is. And, and I still have a buddy from college that won't even, he won't call, he won't even use the, the word, Clinton Portis, he, he just will not even utter the name because he was the guy that traded him to me uh, for for nobody, for just a, a scrum player. So he's he still holds that grudge however many double-digit years later. But yeah, figure it out. You, you just read the articles. Uh, and I offered today, right, just like I do every week. Give me your questions on that article. Let me think about them. Let me look at some stats. Let me provide an analysis. And I will give you my opinion on every question that you ask on my article. So. I'm 100% right now in, in responding to those questions. So I know Gray appreciates it, and Bobby thanks me. So it's an easy thing to do. I have time to do it. So throw those questions out there if you can't tune in for the show, and we will get out there and, uh, and address them for you. I love it. Pop quiz, Matt. Who will be, barring injury, of course, who will be the Packers' starting quarterback on the last game of the season? Aaron Rodgers. All right, folks, we'll see you on Sunday morning, two hours before, before kickoff. Make sure to come join us. You never know who's going to show up. You don't know what quality we're going to be in when we're on the show. Who knows? Come and check us out on Sunday morning. Catch us. That's going to be two hours before kickoff. Of course, it's 8 a.m. on the West Coast, and that is 11 a.m. on the East Coast. Come and find us. You can also, of course, make sure to follow us everywhere, Razball, on Twitter, at Fantasy. On the YouTube channel right here, make sure to subscribe, leave a rate and review, leave a comment, and hit that bell so you don't miss any of our updates. And, of course, all of our free articles from Matt, myself, and everybody else on rasball.com. And for those of you on the move, make sure to go download and rate and review the podcast as well, Rasball Fantasy Football Podcast. All of these episodes, except for the Sunday live show, A, it's like two or three hours long. B, it's all irrelevant once we go into, into game, so we don't repurpose those ones. But all of the rest of these are doubled up as uh, videos and podcasts. So if you miss this one or you want to listen to it again on, on later in the week, great time to hit the podcast there as well. 
Former man, Matt Styles at Styles08. I am your host, Sky Guasco at Sky Guasco, S-K-Y-G-U-A-S-C-O. We will catch you next time. Hit the waivers hard. Spend your fab. Use the top waiver claims, especially if you're at the bottom. You, you win, you know, you got to go after it. You're going to go home anyway. You might as well fire your bullets and we'll take it week by week moving forward. We'll catch you next Tuesday. Thank you so much. Best of luck this week in 14. Make the playoffs. Let's get those hashtag Razball titles. We'll catch you next time. Thank you so much for joining the Razball Fantasy Football YouTube show. We're out of here.